Good day, everyone. Welcome to the CSU Relentless Gardener podcast. I am Colorado State University horticulture agent, Linda Langelo, and joining me today is Amy Lentz, CSU Extension Home Horticultural Program Coordinator from Boulder County. Now let's get to the heart of it where we explore the horticultural topic of cut flower gardening. Hello, Amy. Hi, Linda. Glad to have you with us. I'm glad to be here. We're excited to hear what you have to tell us about cut flower gardening. So is there any difference between if I have a perennial garden outside and I just want to go outside and cut some flowers versus a cut flower garden? There are some differences. You know, there are plants already probably in your landscape that you could use as cut flowers that are perennials. Some of the ones that come to mind would be coneflowers, black-eyed Susans, uh, tulips in the spring, if you have those growing in your garden. Those make great cut flowers. Really what makes a good cut flower is a, a plant that has a really nice, pretty flower on top of a tall stem. And then also some flowers have better vase life than others. And so they just tend to make better cut flowers. I, I don't think I would have necessarily thought about the long stem, you know, Yeah, people are attracted to different types of flowers. So that's a good point. Yeah. So how would one to get the best cut flower, how would they prep their garden or take care of that cut flower? They still have to follow those cultural practices, right? Yeah, you know, cut flowers aren't too different from regular flowers. They're going to need usually a pretty good, well-drained soil. Most of our cut flowers tend to, you know, want to have regular watering. There are some cut flowers that do better with less water. Um, and those are typically the ones that you can dry, like status <clears throat> or straw flower. Things like those may not need quite as much water. But otherwise, yeah, just a normal, regular watering schedule, good, well-drained soil. And another important thing is to have full sun. You'll need at least, I would say, at least eight hours of full sun to get a really nice color to your cut flower, um, to make those colors vibrant, and to help that just keep that plant healthy. So with you saying that, are there any suggestions for cut flowers in the shadier part of the garden that you would recommend? That's like a tricky one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's maybe a few that will do okay with a little bit of shade. Um, you know, they're hard to grow here in Colorado, but hydrangeas actually benefit from shade. So they grow these commercially, they grow these in Oregon where they have a lot of cloud cover and they do really well there. Another one that could do well with just a little bit of shade would be uh, Asian lilies. Again, another one that's grown in Oregon. So I try to think of where things, you know, kind of do better and what their climate is like. And so I would say those two would be, um, you know, okay in the shade, but those are both going to need some water as well. So not for the dry shade. I know a lot of people will try to grow hostas. And yeah. And they just need so much water. They do. Yeah. And I'm not sure that they make a great cut flower. Yeah. 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 Often they'll get, you know, the those 
plants that like that water, they, they just tend to dry out here because we have such low humidity. Yeah, that's very, very true. So how important is it? You hear about all these tips and cutting the flower when it's half open or two thirds or well, what if you go out and you cut it and it's fully open? Like, you know, Cosmos, you're supposed to cut when the petals are just opening. But what if you miss that? Is that going to shorten the life of a flower? It might shorten the vase life of the flower a little bit, but you'll still get some time out of that flower. You mentioned Cosmos. They're one that they really don't have quite the longevity in a vase that some other flowers do. So for those that don't typically last very long, you would want to cut those as they're opening, you know, just getting them to where once they go inside in the house, they'll open up more and have that nice full look to them. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the cut flower industry. Oh yeah. The cut flower industry is a pretty fascinating industry. Um, it's about, I want to say it's between a 30 and $40 billion industry worldwide. Uh, it's been around for a long time too. Flowers have always kind of been that thing that people are gravitated toward because of their beauty. Um, really the cut flower industry got started around in the Netherlands and they were really, they are really, and they still are really good at growing tulips. And so they grew a lot of tulips and then they started to find interesting tulips and started breeding tulips. And so it just kind of took off from there in the Netherlands. And for a long time, they were the number one leading country for producing cut flowers. But over the years, things have changed, you know, market forces change. And so now a lot of our cut flowers here in the United States actually come from South America mm -hmm. and they're coming from Colombia and Ecuador. And um, that happened, I want to say, you know, late uh, 1900s, you know, maybe 1970s, 1980s, that that started to come on the scene. But they're all still really big players. Um, the U.S. is not on that list, though, which is kind of funny. We import almost all of our cut flowers nowadays, but you can still find cut flower growers around Colorado that are growing locally and then selling at farmers markets. But for the most part, yeah, all of our stuff is actually coming from South America and along the equator where they can grow these things almost year round, whereas we have so much seasonality here that we might have a little bit of a window I'll tell you one that's really interesting is Alaska recently built up a peony industry, and that's because peonies are are perennials, and they usually are blooming around the world. They're blooming in April or May, kind of that early summer time, but Alaska hits the market late because they don't bloom there until June, so now there's this huge peony market in Alaska of all places. So yeah, the cut flower industry is just so cool. And, you know, there's just not a lot of turnaround time because everything is, you know, perishable. So they have to get these things grown and to the market and shipped out via plane and, go, you know, travel across the world. And then finally you pick it up in your, at your local florist or in your local grocery store. And, and that thing is, you know, it's got some shelf life to deal with. So it's just kind of a fun and very interesting industry, really. 
so with you saying that, uh, you know, if it's got to go on a plane, when do they cut it? You know, is it not even open? Yes. A lot of times they'll be, you know, they'll, they'll be closed up flowers when they're picking them and they're going to pick them in the morning and hopefully even get them to market within 24 hours. And then buyers will go through and buy those and, and ship them out to wherever they need to go. Um, they also, you know, with cut flowers, a lot of times, and you'll notice this, if you ever visit a local florist, you'll go inside and they'll have a cooler room. And so they keep these at kind of a lower temperature, not freezing or anything, but maybe like 35, 40 degrees, almost like a refrigerator. And that helps keep the, the flowers, you know, from blooming faster. So it'll kind of give them a little bit more time to make it to where they need to go. Good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen more and more lately local places opening up that have, you know, a farm and they do, you know, half an acre and then uh, Ogallala in uh, Nebraska, right across the border from where we are, uh, there's a new flower shop and that's what that person has done is, is to create a cut flower garden on her farm and then she brings those flowers in and then she has a little greenhouse as well so she can bring some things in during the winter and then she does house plants on top of it and so you know people like the idea of fresh so much that i'll bet she's doing a fabulous business and I don't know, but if somebody was even remotely interested, uh, I would encourage them to do it locally. Yeah. You know, it's funny, Linda, I actually, so during the the pandemic, we, you know, I didn't have a whole lot to do. <laughs> and so I got a little community garden plot up the street from, at the time I lived in Severance, Colorado, which is, um, you know, in Weld County area. So just a little bit east of Fort Collins. But anyway, I got a little garden plot at the local community garden, you know, 15 by 15. It wasn't huge. And I started growing cut flowers. And some of these cut flowers are really easy to grow in Colorado. And and when you can do it local like that, you have some of those vases that I would cut would last two or even three weeks because you you cut them and, you know, you don't have far to go like the rest of the industry. So, yes, definitely support your local cut flower growers. They're working hard and it's fun and they're going to give you the freshest product possible. So can I pick your brain as to what flowers you had in your cut flower garden? Sure. Yeah. Um, I grew zinnias. Zinnias are super easy to grow in Colorado. There's a ton of different varieties. Some are short, some are tall. You'd want to look for the ones that are a little bit taller. Um, I grew snapdragons. Those are another really easy one to grow. Um, beautiful colors. Those are usually whites, reds, pinks, oranges, maybe some yellows, some more of those warm, warm colors. Uh, I like one called ageratum. Have you heard of that one, ageratum? Or floss flower is another name for it. It's a really pretty periwinkle blue flower that's kind of fuzzy looking. And um and those, you have to look for the cut flower types uh, that are, you know, maybe like 18 to 24 inches in height. 
Um, some of the ones that come to mind are Blue Horizon or Blue Planet. They give them these names that make you understand that, oh, this is going to grow high, right? Toward the sky. Um, that was a fun one. And then uh, Strawflower is another really easy one to grow in Colorado. That one, um, you can dry that and it'll last for once it's dried down, it'll last for years with that color. And so, yeah, there's so many great things you can grow here. Sunflowers, we are just one of the best places to grow sunflowers is in Colorado, especially along the Eastern Plains and the Front Range. We just have the perfect climate for it. So I grew some sunflowers as well. And I do grow sunflowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't necessarily have to have all annuals. People can have, if it's a permanent space and not something they're actually going down the block and utilizing at somebody else's property, you could have perennials. Absolutely. You can definitely have perennials. In fact, you can have perennials. You can use woody plants as cut flowers. Um, some of the ones that come to mind would be uh, forsythia, that's that it has a nice gold bloom really early in the spring. You could even use some of your, you know, trees. If you go out and prune a crab apple tree in winter, bring those dormant branches inside and they will start to bloom. And that to me is, you know, great. You can have that as a cut flower. Grasses can be used as cut flowers, especially in those dried arrangements. Things like blonde ambition, um, blue grama grass, or switchgrass, um, Indian grass, a bunch of those have really neat seed heads and they give it that Western look too, which I love. Um, so yeah. And you know, another thing you could use are greens from your vegetable garden as cut flowers as some of that filler. So one of the things I grew in my little garden last year was basil and basil comes in lots of different colors and lots of different, as far as the leaves go, and so I had purple basil and green basil, and I would actually use that for the filler in between the blooms. So there's so many things that you can grow. And then, yes, perennials. If you have cone flowers in your yard, um, a lot of those perennials will make great cut flowers. I mentioned peonies earlier, too. Well, with the basil, that arrangement should smell really nice. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, thank you, Amy, for joining me. And a thank you to the audience for listening. Tune in next time when we get to the heart of the matter on another horticultural topic.